you took a weakness Mm -hmm. and turned it into a strength. The only way that happened is to be vulnerable about the fact that you didn't know. And I think so many times people see that as a weakness. And so they don't do that. They do the opposite of that. In in sales, right? We we talk to the salespeople all the time. If you don't know the answer, don't freaking make it up. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips here along with Heather Marchant for another amazing episode of the Get Real Show. If you haven't already, subscribe, like it, and then write us a review. Thank you so much, too. Our reviews have been going up. You guys yeah, are actually awesome. out there writing them. We really appreciate that. It really helps the show. If you actually do like it and you don't just listen to it to laugh at me or, or Heather, then write <laughs> us a review. And I don't really care if you laugh at us. It's fine, too. Just put a review that says, show's funny. <laughs> That's fine, too. Whatever, You're you know, so funny. whatever you're feeling. Well, I get text messages every Monday um, saying, oh, I love that podcast today. Or can you do one about this? So it helps us a lot to have more people with more people doing the written reviews specifically. It um, helps more people find us. So yeah, on a personal note, I just got back from a, my mastermind group that I run. I was in, in um, St. Louis for the last two or three days and I got back at my house. So, I mean, <laughs> if anybody's actually watching this video, like my room, my office has turned into like part of the pantry. <laughs> my house is being painted right now. And if I could, I'd take you on a tour. It is horrendous. Like my house is, <laughs> looks like a nuclear disaster site right now. And, you know, like everything's in from the walls. We've completely emptied out all of the closets, which no one ever really wants to do. And so my oh, office, doesn't, it doesn't do feel the like closets. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. The whole, the whole place. Like we, when we do things, Heather, we do them all that's the way. That's true. I do know that about you guys. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so life lessons at the beginning of the show today. Just like in life, once you change something, then other things don't fit anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes when you change things in your personal life, there's some friends that no longer fit. We have that problem with our granite. So not, <laughs> not only did we start this project, we changed the color of the walls. Super light. It's beautiful in there. It looks really, really pretty. It does. But then we looked and we were like, Oh gosh, that granite, <laughs> that granite doesn't work anymore. Oh my gosh. So anyway, we've been granite shopping and, um, you know, then the light fixtures really don't work either. <laughs> so we'll be fixture shopping soon. And our little paint project that really wouldn't have cost very much money is going to end up costing a small fortune. The marble that we picked out for the, uh, I'm not going to bore you guys back? with details, oh, no. but the thing like oh, the, it, no. it, it, we were at a place <laughs> And they said, when they say you can't, they can't give you a price on a particular piece of granite, like they have to go look it up. It wasn't granite, it was marble. Anyway, I'm a little bit scared about that. I think maybe the marble that we picked out is going to be the entire budget of the kitchen that we had (laughs) in mind. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Just probably. That that is the way you guys do life though. So I know. So it's just, you know. This is part for the course for us. I'm not usually used to living in a, in a mess like this, though. That is, anyway, I, I barely notice it, though, Ron, so I'm pretty sure they don't even, wouldn't have even I can noticed. feel it, like, crawling up my back right now. It's like all, uh, anyway, back to the show and out of Ron's personal life. You went out of town. That's where you got distracted because the painters I, came. 
I did. I, I went out of town, went to this, this meeting and I wanted to share with everybody kind of some of the things. And these are things that I think you and I both know, Heather, and, and we, we know them intuitively, but it was on display so in my face because I, it's been a little while since I've been to my mastermind group that I go to for myself or this one, which was the first meeting that I've done for my own mastermind. So I have my own little group and everybody got together. And one of the things when you go to a mastermind group is that you really want people to come in. You want them to play full out because everybody's there to help each other. That's the whole point of the mastermind, right? Is that you go there and you say, Hey, this is a little about me. This is a little about what I'm doing. And here's all my mess that I need help cleaning up. Or here's the top two or three things that I need help with because they're not working in my business. And then you've got all of these people in the room who can help you who are also business owners. Some of them have been through those things, but that only works. And what really hit me this week is that it all comes down to being vulnerable. And I think, I mean, Heather, when you hear that word, when all of us hear that word, some of us will like recoil, recoil, right? It's like kind of a pit in your stomach kind of word, but sharing the honest truth of how things are really going in your life or really going in your business can be really powerful. It's been that way for me in my life. I mean, when, when people hear the word, they think of the definition. I actually looked it up because my, my definition of it internally is, is so different than what I know the actual definition is that I looked it up. And the, the actual definition is susceptible to physical or emotional attack or harm. <laughs> I mean, nobody, me wants to be, nobody wants <laughs> to be that guy or gal, right? So and the second definition is a person in need of special care, support, (laughs) protection because of age, disability, risk, abuse, or neglect. Nobody wants to be that guy or gal either, right? Yeah, special care. That sounds nice. Third definition, last definition, equally as bad. Liable to higher penalties either by convention or through having won one game towards. I mean, it's just, you don't want to be any of those. (laughs) No. So I can understand where people you ask people to be vulnerable and they're like, I ain't not, I'm not going to do that mm-hmm. um, because nobody wants to be that kind of, of vulnerable. Yeah. But there's another kind and that's the one you were talking about. Being I'm not even sure exactly how to, how to describe it, but it's a vulnerability that breeds connection. It's a degree of humility and being willing to admit that you don't know everything and don't know how to solve all the problems. Um, when Ron mentioned it to me and recording an episode about this, I actually thought, you know, when's the time that I've been vulnerable? And one thing that stuck out to me, which is kind of a random one, is um, I had come home from mission service um, in Australia for, um, I was there for about 15 months and I came home ill. And I had a whole world opened up to me about more of your natural type of medicine. And so any long story short, I found myself working at a health food store because I begged (laughs) to work there and I knew nothing. Like I was so not an asset to work there, but the customers would come in and I would, they would say to me, I need help with X, this health problem, whatever. And I said, I don't know, but I want to research it for you. Can I take down your name and number? And I think I did it for I had hundreds of clients at the store and I would literally call them back and I would spend my time on my downtime in the store. It was a new store. So I had a lot of downtime and I would just read and research and study because there was a little library of books in the corner and I would call them and say, Hey, I found out some things and they were all shocked. And they told me they would come and shop there because I was there 
because I was willing to, in a lot of ways, admit that I didn't know everything. I could have lied or like <laughs> tried to figure out how to get around the fact that I didn't know. And I never did. And so I still see those people in public sometimes. It's been years now, over a decade. And um, they'll remember me from and those And I, I think that, I mean, that's such a great example that, that you took a weakness mm-hmm. and turned it into a strength. The only way that happened is to be vulnerable about the fact that you didn't know. Yeah. And I think so many times people see that as a weakness and so they don't do that. They do the opposite of that. In, in sales, yeah. right? We, we talk to the salespeople all the time. If you don't know the answer, don't freaking make it up <laughs> Yes, just to save face. <laughs> yes. Because ultimately what that does is it has, a, it has the opposite effect, right? Because mm-hmm. as, soon as, as soon as somebody knows the truth, well, then you're a douchebag and yeah. they're not going to do business with you. Where the opposite is true, all those people really, I mean, they probably didn't think you were going to call them back, but how cool was it when you did, right? And then you've earned a client for life because you care enough to actually go research and you care enough to be vulnerable and say, you know what, I really don't know the answer to that question. Yeah. I'm talking about business, but this translates into every aspect of our lives. How could we possibly be married to our significant other, to our spouse, right? And not be honest, like yeah. vulnerable about who we are as a person mm-hmm. that breeds that connection, that deep connection that allows people to care for each other and to help each other grow. So vulnerability allows people to see who we are, who we really are. Some of us don't want people to see who we really are because some of what we really are isn't, you know, it's probably not Facebook worthy and, you know, nobody wants to put that out there. So it's really, it's one of the scariest things we can possibly do in our lives, but we must do it anyway. Somebody out there is right now going, this guy's full of crap. (laughs) You can't do that. Like, I'm not going to put, I'm not going to post my, my, my deepest, darkest secrets on Facebook. Yeah, please don't. Nobody wants to read that (laughs) crap, right? I prefer to see you as you like to present yourself on Facebook and, you know, in your pretty pictures and your food. Well, we don't even see that now. In your angry posts about COVID and (laughs) um, masks and whatever, right? Whichever side you're on, you can be equally as angry. I I prefer to see that than your real side on Facebook because that's not where it belongs. Yeah. Right. I agree. We, we don't air our dirty laundry in public on Facebook. So I'm not suggesting that. I don't think Heather was suggesting that. Certainly the people who come into the health food store don't like yell the fact that they're having horrible bowel movements. Right? <laughs> yes. They go try to get it's the like person and go over in a corner, right? And they go, <laughs> yeah. oh man, hey, by the way, I'm having a real problem. <laughs> Right. So that's not what I'm suggesting. But what I am suggesting is that in order for us to grow in any possible way in our lives, we must be able to admit that we have a weakness. Mm -hmm. Admitting that we have a weakness and putting it out there to the proper people, to the to the right group is not a weakness. I agree. It is a sign of strength. Because again, you said the word um, humility earlier, Heather. Being humble is not weak. It's not the same thing. It's, it's very different, I think. I think a lot of times humility is also a word that can be considered a weak, right? Like weak and humble type of thing. Um, I consider it a strength as well, not having to have all the answers. And I think with our current situation and how we treat each other, I think if we all admitted that we don't know the answers to this problem, 
Nobody knows. I, I told my client the other day, I said, I can tell you what the data shows me and what history shows me, but I've never lived through a, pan, a global pandemic before. And so if anyone tells you that they have all the answers, I think they're wrong because no one knows how this is going to impact our lives long-term. No one really knows. No, so, we don't even know what the data is. Let's just be, yeah. let's just be honest about it. Yeah. And I wish the government would just come out and say, you know what, we really screwed this whole thing up. Uh, on every level, we've completely screwed this up. We really yeah. have no idea. We keep saying that we do. We really don't know anything. In addition to that, we've put all kinds of incentives in there so that we, we couldn't possibly know. I'm going to get off on a political rant here if we're not <laughs> careful. Um, I mean, wouldn't it be nice if our elected leaders would just admit occasionally, just occasionally, that they don't know what the hell they're talking about? These people, m- many of them, have, have literally done nothing in their lives except for sit on their butts in a, in a, in a seat and bloviate because they've been in politics their entire lives. They don't have anything works except for the rules of their stupid political lives. That's, that's the only thing they know. And yet they, they feel like they know everything about everything. But I think it goes for people and how they view all of that too, that they know everything, right? Like yeah. on, that's, I feel like a lot of the anger that we have right now, not all of it, but a lot of it is everybody not hearing the other side and hearing how how the other side feels about something because they're so convinced that they're right. And so I think sometimes just taking a step back and listening, I'm not great. I'm not great at this. I have to really work at it, but, but it is um, something that keeps you learning. It keeps you listening and learning from other people. Um, and I think as, I think as business owners, well, as people, but I mean, as business owners, cause this show is about business, it's about real estate and how that intersects with our personal lives, right? As business owners, it's really important for us to, I mean, sometimes you got to put on a show. I'll admit it. Sometimes you actually have to do that. But there are other times when you need to admit the fact that you don't know something and that something is, is wrong mm-hmm. and you need to, ha- you need to ask for help. And I think um, it's unfortunate that we go to places, conferences, even mastermind groups, um, places where their business owners are. And instead of going there to learn something that we need or going there to absorb and ask for help, we go there to pound our chest and show everybody how cool we are. When in reality, we've got all of this baggage that we've been hiding and our business is, is suffering because of it. That same thing happens in our personal lives where if the, if the business is screwed up because we can't get over ourselves enough to ask for some help, it affects our personal lives. And then we have the same thing that happens there, right? I can't admit that I need a little bit of help trying to figure out how to raise my son, how to raise my daughter, or how to solve this drinking problem, or whatever your baggage is. Because the other thing that I think that unfortunately this culture that we have today does for us in, and I'm specifically talking about business, but you can put this in any, you put it in the Hollywood, you put it in politics, you put anything you want. Problem that is breeded out of our current culture is that we, we can't let our guard down because everyone else is showing only their best. Yeah. And so we think that we naturally have to do that. I mean, on social media, I, I told my kids long time ago, I'm like, you cannot keep comparing yourself at your worst to someone else at their best version of their lied about self. That's not even true what they're saying, right? No one is that perfect. And yet we think people are. 
Like we put people up on a pedestal. It's the funniest thing, Heather. I mean, we get, you get, you guys laugh at me. And so everybody on my team knows me and they know just how screwed up I am. Like I, I mean, I have as many problems as anybody else. I mean, I can't even keep paperwork straight guys. I have some really <laughs> pathetic flaws, right? And they'll go. But you own your flaws, Ron. You've always owned them. Like, that's true. But like is, some of the people who yeah. listen to the show and who, you know, see yeah. money revealed, they see me in these interviews and things. They like call in and, and it's kind of funny because you guys laugh at the fact that these people think I'm some kind of celebrity, that I'm like some kind of, and I've never been this way. Like, I don't care. Like the people who are on TV and stuff, yeah. I, I know they do the same thing when they go in the bathroom, right? They, they, <laughs> it, it all comes out stinky, right? I, I know it's all the same. We have bowels going on in this. But yeah. So, I mean, I, that's the second time in the show, in one show. Um, <laughs> but for whatever reason, we put people up on a pedestal. And then once you've been put on a pedestal for so long, it's even harder to be mm -hmm. vulnerable and admit that you have problems. And so, especially when you go into a public forum, and I learned, I, I really felt this, this, this week as I'm sitting there and I'm watching these people bear their souls to each other. And I know some of them literally can't do that anywhere else but there. Because if they did, people would shred them. Mm -hmm. on social media, which is unfortunate. No, it's just not a good place for it. One other thought I had, Ron, that might be helpful for our listeners is our company, we have quarterly uh, meetings. We go offsite and we do something fun, usually have lunch together, and then we meet and go over the previous quarter briefly in our performance. And we're pretty detailed. I mean, I would think we're, we're pretty detailed on, you know, the gross revenue and, you know, where we're at as a company. And then we project for the next quarter and we set our goals and we do it with the entire company. And we have them meet with us, Ron and I, and we, we have a brief interview with each one of them about 30 minutes and we go over their goals and then ask for any concerns or problems that they have. We have a, Ron has built a culture at our office that's very much open, open to suggestions, open to feedback, which I think is another vulnerable um, component of being able to have people in the office come to you when there's a problem or a concern. And they, they feel vulnerable coming. And Ron has always built a culture at the company that there, he has no ego about being wrong or, you know, that he does say, if you come to me with a problem, I want you to come to me with a solution. And so it's worked really well at our company. I just had um, a new hire. I talked to her this morning and she said, I have loved working here because it feels like a family. And I, I've gotten that same feedback, that very same word from almost everybody, every staff member that they feel like we have a family. And I think a lot of that comes from that comfort with being vulnerable, that you can ask questions that maybe make you feel kind of dumb, <laughs> that you don't know the answer in the business environment and feel safe that you're not going to be ridiculed or you're not going to be fired for asking a question of something you don't understand. And at the same so. time though, accepting the constructive feedback that you yes. get that is that has to also be just as direct and honest as yeah. the person who is being open with their challenge and you know one of the cool things about I, I keep talking about masterminds because they changed my life and I and I just watched lives begin to be changed this week as well at mine and and when we got done there were some intense moments where people got some very, very direct feedback, the kind that most people don't open themselves up to receive kind of feedback. 
right? And then after that, we build people back up. You know, we say, this is where you've completely screwed this up. <laughs> and here, here's how it's done right. And you can do it. And here's how, right? Here's how to make this work. Here's how to change this thing into a strength. But it's having the ability to accept that kind of feedback that's very direct and honest and open with grace, right? Yeah. To accept it with some sort of grace and understanding. And to have the courage to integrate it into your life is also being vulnerable, that you're going to take feedback and instead of belittle it as wrong, that you're going to yep. say, you know what, there's some truth to that or take a good look in, in introspectively and find what truth there is in it and make an effort, you know? So Ron's always been really direct, but with kindness. I mean, when I would come and say I had a problem, he would say, well, Heather, you're doing this wrong and you've, you got to stop doing that. <laughs> Just really, really specific. And um, sometimes I would leave those conversations and I'd have my ego like, he's wrong and he doesn't know what he's talking about, right? But eventually I would come around to humility and say, look, Ron has always had my back and has always had an interest in, make, in making me better. And so I would really work hard to find the truth in what was said to me. So I think creating a culture like that at a company really changes. Um, there's no fear component in our office. No one walks around afraid. And there's a lot of open and honest conversation, which is amazing. That's so important because authenticity is, is so lacking in the world that people are, they're starving. They're starving for it. Like it is, it has been drowned out of our society. Everyone puts this facade up everywhere. You can blame it on whatever, blame it on whatever you want, but it's just easier for us to do it nowadays with social media. And so everybody throws whatever up. I mean, I make fun of the guys who go stand in front of their Lambo that's not even theirs and their, <laughs> their jet that they rented once in their lifetime. And they, they, they did it as a, as a write-off so they could make a commercial. Just be real, just be authentic with people. And people love that. In my group this week, everybody left and our Facebook group that we've got going, they're saying the same thing. They feel like a family. They feel like this small little family. How much growth comes out of something like that where people aren't scared to call someone else in the group and go, man, you seem like you really had it together on this piece, but I suck at it. Can you help me out? And they're yeah. like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't do that in a, in a cool, tight-knit little family? And so that wow. atmosphere is what everybody wants. It's what everybody's dying for right now is some authenticity. I was going to ask you if you can elaborate a little bit more on what a mastermind is, because I think we might have a lot of listeners that don't necessarily, they may think they know, but they don't really know because I was. Yeah, like, that's really a good question because I, I, I take it for granted because I've been doing it for years and years yeah. and years uh, about what it is. But a mastermind group is kind of like you bring a bunch of really smart people together, business owners, you can mastermind about anything, but in, in my world, it's, it's always business, right? So we get together as business owners and we everybody takes their turn talking about what's going on in their business. Usually you update everybody from last time and then this time you talk about what's the next biggest thing that's in your way blocking you from growth or blocking you from whatever you want, right? Maybe it's not even growth. Maybe it's something else. And then you've got this board of advisors. You, you, everybody's heard of this board of directors, right? Where they all sit around the table and they, they discuss things about the company and then they make decisions. Mm -hmm. Well, in this instance, you're asking your board of 
advisors, your board of directors, questions about the business. And they can all see things that you can't see because all of you out there who are business owners or you're stuck in your own little world in your in your career or whatever, sometimes we can't see the forest for the trees. Yeah. Sometimes the answer is so simple and we can't see it. That happened Monday and Tuesday of this week where people are like, duh, it's so obvious. It's right yeah. here. And then usually you get a little bit of pushback because that's way too damn easy. That can't be, can't possibly be that easy. But it, it is. And the only reason you, you didn't see it is because you're mired in it every single yeah. day. And so getting direction from people outside is sometimes is critical to having growth and, and being able to get better. Give an example of some feedback you've had maybe or someone in a mastermind just so they kind of understand what that feedback looks like. Yeah, sure. I think of a story that's not going to hurt anybody. Everything. <laughs> this is like the opposite of Vegas, by the way. So in these mastermind groups, one of the things that's most important <laughs> is that what is said in the group stays in the group. Unlike Vegas, where it's they say that, but it really never does because there's video of it. Mm-hmm. And, and it'll, it's going to go on Facebook or Instagram tomorrow. As soon as you get done, you're drunken, whatever you did is all going to be everywhere. It's the opposite in these. We actually mean it when we say it. So we had a guy who came in and he, he was having a real problem with his marriage. And you wouldn't think that at a business mastermind, you would come and talk about your marriage, but his business was screwing his marriage up and mm-hmm. he didn't know how to fix it because he kind of had to run his business and kind of wanted to be married and they weren't jiving. You don't come and bring something like that up in a group that you don't feel very comfortable with the people in the room. A, that they're not going to go and air your dirty laundry, and B, that you trust them enough that they're actually going to have your best interest at heart when they give you the advice. And I don't think he was prepared for what actually came down the pipe because it was pretty harsh. Um, The -hmm. way that he described his problem, everyone in the room knew what the problem was. The problem when he was, he he was really being a, an overbearing jerk to his wife. Mm -hmm. I mean, belittling in the way that he spoke and we'd never even met her. Just the way he described the problem that she didn't understand and that she didn't this and that she didn't that. And she didn't, it was all about, the problem was all hers. Interesting. Unfortunately, the feedback, or fortunately, depending on how you want to look at it, the feedback that he got was way different than what he thought. And sometimes it's like that, right? Sometimes it's a little direct and in your face and kind of harsh, but sometimes that's what you need to hear as a business owner that's been mired in your problem for so long that you think you're better than your wife. Yeah. That's a problem. And he came for business advice about how to fix his business so that it would work with his family. And the reality of the situation everyone could see clear as day is that the business wasn't the problem. He was the problem. And he really needed to go get some help for his problem if he wanted to save his marriage. It had nothing to do with his business. And having friends or associates that are close enough to you that they're, I mean, imagine Heather, imagine you're in a, in a room with people you don't know and someone comes out with this is the first inclination you're going to have to go, yeah, you're kind of a jerk, dude. <laughs> yeah, Probably shouldn't be that way to your wife. No one's no. going to do that no. because I don't know that guy well enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when you get a mastermind group together that is small enough, everybody knows each other and they're comfortable. When you bring a problem like that, it is the duty of the people there when they recognize that kind of a problem to bring it up in a way that is going to work and get through to you. And if that means it has to be so direct that it hurts, so be it. 
Most of it isn't that way. Most of it is business stuff. I can't figure out how to do marketing. Like, I don't understand why I'm screwing this up. We break down the marketing. We try to go through it and we go, well, it's super easy, man. You're, you're screwing up your headline. Nobody's clicking on your ad yeah. because nobody's interested in what you're doing because the ad is about you. It's not about what's in it for them. It's about you. Nobody cares about you. Only People only care about what's in it for them. Oh, and it's so easy, right? It's so clear to yeah. everybody else. That's what a mastermind is. It's, it's a way that we break things down in a way that, and sometimes the problem that we have isn't the one we think we came to solve. Sometimes it's a little deeper and we dig a little bit at people, you know, <laughs> get in there, right? Well, you always come back from masterminds about our business and oh my word, I'm always, I always brace myself like here comes Ron back from a mastermind because there's always so many ideas and oh. so much information. It's awesome. But all the staff knows when Ron's at a mastermind, we're all like, okay, here we go. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. Which I think you know, is a good because thing. It's, yeah. Because that's where the growth comes. I yep. went there with specific problems to fix. Now we got to we come back. It's, it's work time. We got to, we got to, now we get, now it's time to fix them, you know? Yep. But the great news is that when you go with really, really smart people, when you're in a room with really smart people, you come away with really, really smart answers. And I know you've watched this happen, but they have literally been since, since I joined my first one called Collective Genius with Jason Medley, that absolutely revolutionized my whole business life. 100%. All of them that I've been to over the years have transformed the, the way that I do business, the way that my personal life is, everything came yeah. from these. And it just came from me hanging around the right people. And so, and being vulnerable in those places and being in and choosing a group where I can feel comfortable doing that. And nobody's going to, nobody's going to go share my secrets, right? Nobody's going to take everything I said and, and tear me apart with it or take my business idea and go do it, they're going to help me and I'm going to help them. That's what a mastermind group is. And everybody needs a place where they can do that. Doesn't necessarily have to be a mastermind group, but A, make sure you have a place where you can do that. But B, make sure wherever it is, is safe. Not a yeah. safe space because we want, we want good feedback, right? But that it's yep. safe in that it's an environment where you can feel comfortable being vulnerable because that, I'm telling you, that is, where, that is where growth comes from. Keeping up with the Joneses on social media is impossible. It's lonely. It's ultimately destructive. It yeah. doesn't do you any good. But being vulnerable helps catapult you, leapfrog you forward if done in the right way with the right people. 100%. And I, I was just add that I, Ron and I were talking about, you know, going to church on Sunday and not being vulnerable and not like the value of that in growth as well and changing yourself um, on a spiritual level really comes from vulnerability as well. So it's kind of, it's interesting that all the definitions are so negative sounding because it's really a powerful place to be. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to do it if you're in battle. Yeah. You don't want to do it if you're in a street fight. You don't want to do it in those places. You don't want to do it in public on social media, but you do want to do it. You 100% want to do it. You want to get it out there and you want to get some help for whatever it is you're struggling with. It doesn't matter what it is, right? Mm -hmm. If you're an alcoholic, go get some help. If you're addicted to porn, yep. go get some help. If your business is completely screwed up and dysfunctional, go get some help. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, right? If you can feel your marriage is falling apart, man or woman up and go get some help. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's that simple, right? Oh I don't know. I think we flogged that one pretty good today. <laughs> uh, I think so too. I hope Thanks it helps some people. I, I just watched it happened this weekend and, and I felt like I needed to share that with everybody. So for what it's worth, if you like the show, 
Heather and I would really appreciate it if you would leave us. I don't know if we made that clear at the beginning. We'd really <laughs> appreciate it if you leave us a, a, a review. Share the podcast. Oh, I, yeah. I did have a client say to me, he said, I don't, you guys don't talk enough about what you guys do on the podcast. So if you want a wealth plan, reach out um, on either on social media or you can email at invest at rpcinvest.com and we'll set you up with an appointment because he was like, I didn't even know for a long time I've been listening to every episode that you guys do. Yeah, <laughs> what do you do? Well do? You just sit there and you do podcasts? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, and I don't know. That's, I guess is a good point, Heather. Is I've, I've actually never, somebody asked me one time, why do, why do you do this? Like, is it to sell mm-hmm. stuff or what do you, and I'm like, no, I, I actually yeah, exactly. do it because I like it. I, I enjoy sharing with people what is in my brain, scary as that might be sometimes. But we do. We help people invest in, in real estate and we do these really cool wealth plans. We built this awesome software. We should do a, a podcast on our on our software. It's killer yes. software we built. Spent pretty awesome. A lot of money. A lot of money on the uh, <laughs> software. It's really, really cool. But each of you can uh, can access it. So I mean you can you can access it. Just reach out to us. You can go to rpcinvest.com and you can shoot us a message at what's the email? Invest at rpcinvest.com. See you there invest yeah. at rpcinvest.com. You can find us and we will be back next week with another awesome episode of the Get Real Podcast. Till then, everybody, stay safe. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.